Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! Please stop! I got a bad feeling about this. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Did you go out with Ray? Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Get away from her, you bitch! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. And if you're listening, it's to talk about movies, movie news, um, box office, and uh, whatever we lazily prepared for you. I told you that a new opening would be killer, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, you kind of hit all the points. Exactly, exactly. Now, I'm not going to remember that every episode. I'm, it's probably going to vary because I just I don't like preparation. So instead of writing it down and practicing and rehearsing like any normal human being would, I, I just kind of go for it. Improvisation is the best art form. Tell that to all the bad movies we've made. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, I am going to start the show by saying at the end of the show... Ryan and I have a very cool announcement about the future of the podcast. But first, let's get into the box office, shall we? Now give yeah. me just a second because I gotta get my So what out. opened this weekend? We have Lego Movie, the second part that opened. Yeep. Uh, Cold Pursuit that opened. Yeep. And... What Men Want opened. What Men Want, yes. There were three movies. Okay. Take a guess at what number one was. Probably Lego Movie, the second part. I think that's... Goes without saying. Smart Man opened at about $34 million, which is pretty good, but it's 50% lower than the first movie. That's what I heard. I heard that it's not performing as well as the uh, first one, so I'm curious to know if they're going to get their money back. Yeah, because they also increased the budget by $40 million. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's going to have legs, not with everything coming out soon. We'll see. I mean, kids' movies tend to do well, so I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. How much did uh, Cold Pursuit get just curious cold pursuit came in third and racked in 11 million dollars so what men want was second yes what men want was second and it came in at 18 okay uh fourth was the upside hanging in strong coming in making another seven million and number five was glass again who's still in the top five wow that's still fighting for its spot man Mm, yeah man um pulling in another six million that's not bad yeah no no it's pretty pretty decent uh pretty decent oh and I'm, i'm looking at the list and number 17 was the Oscar-nominated short films, because that was the day they put that in theaters. Oh, nice. So I that's made it bad. in the top 20. And uh, for it being the short films, it's, yeah. it's really not bad. Yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Dang. But yeah, um, no surprises, really. Um, I, I expected Lego Movie 2 to open when it did. Number one, yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of Cold Pursuit, I wish it made more money, because it was a good movie, but it's understandable with all the controversy around it. Sure. Um, what men want rom-coms do pretty well especially you know valentine's around day. valentine's day yeah. so and i think isn't it romantic which comes out this weekend is gonna probably rack in a few dollars as well yeah oh I'm, I'm surprised that there's well no alita and happy death day but i was gonna say usually every valentine's day for the past couple of years there's that movie that comes out that's just not the audience at all mm-hmm. and it makes gangster money like yeah. stupid because like in 2015 it was uh, kingsman mm-hmm. then it was deadpool and then uh, 2017... Wasn't it Get Out? No, that was... My, it might have been Get Out. It might like have been Get, get Out, because that, that did come out in February. Yeah. And then 2018 was Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking it's going to be either Alita or Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to make a lot of money. I mean, I, I think it's going to be split between the two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's not going to be one clear, like, 
leader this year. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think Alita's going to struggle to make its money back. Did, which we'll talk about in a second, because as we mentioned last week, Ryan and I got to see Alita Battle Angel early. Mm-hmm. And we'll give a review for that in just a moment. But, um... Okay, I'll, I'll wait until we get into it. Because yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a fact on you, and you're going to be like, oh, no. I think it's even, probably the budget. Yeah, do you know the budget? It's probably something stupid. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you until yeah, we get yeah, there. Yeah, until yeah. we get there. Um, but first, we have a couple movies to review. First, we're going to do Cold Pursuit. Because mm-hmm. we also got the chance to see that. Yes. Which, there were two trailers for that movie. One, which was completely marketed falsely. It was marketed like it was, marketed like it was taken, which is movies not really like that in terms of tonally. Yes. And then there's one that's marketed more accurately, which is a dark comedy. Which was, I, I think it's the first trailer that's more accurate. Because yeah. then the second trailer came out and I was like, because I was, I was going to show someone the movie before it came out. I was like, yo, like, I'm really excited for this movie. Clicked on the trailer and like, that looks lame. Yeah. Like, that's not the right trailer. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a right trailer and an and, 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 and accurate trailer. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> um, but anyway, getting down to the film. Yes. Very pleasantly surprised. Yes. I Go ahead. It was a lot of fun. I was not expecting it to be that good. There were a it, lot of... It was It was hilarious. Yeah. Like, like it's, it, this is a dark comedy. It's not really an action movie. The dark comedy, and it, I laughed. There were times where I was, like, holding my stomach. I was laughing so hard. There's a lot of jokes put into this that you can't believe that they put in there, yeah. but you're laughing yeah. because they put that in there because yeah. it's so outlandish. Yeah. And also... Um, I, I found out literally yesterday that this film was a remake. I've never seen the original, but I looked at all the reviews. They say that they're both good, which is nice. Well, the original was only made like less a, than like eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it wasn't long ago. Um, also, in terms of like criticisms of the movie, not a lot. I, I think that the beginning was very, very rushed and sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like the first 15 minutes or so, it took me a minute and I didn't really know what kind of movie it was, so yeah. it, it took that long for me to realize, okay, this is what I'm this is what I'm getting. But um I still think it was a little the first the beginning was a little lazy. Um at times this is going to seem very snobby, but at times it tried to be like the Coen Brothers level like Fargo. Smart, yeah, like kind of like Fargo or like even I even sort of got not in terms of plot, but in terms of just the overall vibe. Mm-hmm. I kind of got like Raising Arizona. Okay. For I can't explain it for some reason, but uh, and you know early Coen Brothers because recently they've been kind of hit or miss. But you know I think that they they tried to emulate that tone and it didn't come across that way. Mm-hmm. But when the movie decided to be its own thing, that's when it shined. Yeah. And um, I think that Liam Neeson did a really good job. Um. Most of most of the performers did great. The only performer that bothered me was the main antagonist, and I, I don't have the actor's name in front of me. He's a guy I didn't recognize, but he grew on me as the movie went. Like as yeah. the movie went, I was like, all right, I, I I hate him less because of what kind of movie it was. Mm-hmm. But it took me like three quarters of the movie just to not want to like, oh my god, why is this guy on screen? Yeah, he he's definitely like the odd one out in yeah. that both with his performance and his character type. Mm-hmm. I feel like, anyways. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, also, I think that the film did a really good job of just shaking up the audience with the kind of jokes it would tell, and like the, the very stylistic. Yeah, um, all the ti- there's a lot of title cards in this movie, which we will not say y- why. Yeah, I won't say what the title cards are, but there are a lot of title cards. I thought that was really cool, like a really cool stylistic thing, because like, yeah. I I haven't seen that before, like mm-hmm. that that kind of style. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, let's just go ahead and move on to our next movie, yeah. which we'll do Alita at the end. Yeah. And then we do have one new story we want to talk about. We'll save it for the very end. Um, but right now, really quick, I'm going to talk about Lego Movie 2. Okay. Which yeah, because I, I, I haven't seen that, so yes. go ahead. And I'll just really quick. Um, very fun, very enjoyable, cute as hell, like the first one. It's not, not quite as good as the first one, but this film was written by Lord and Miller, mm-hmm. and you could tell just from how clever the jokes are and everything else. Um, but even then, it is a slight step down, but it does a good job of tying in... How do I do this without like, spoiling it? It does a good job... Okay, you know the, the overall message of the first one? Yeah. It has another one. Okay. And it does a really good job of moving that forward metaphorically mm-hmm. so that the audience sees it in a clear form without beating you over the head right okay although it does get more in your face than the previous one but it does it's it's still it's not too much mm-hmm. and you know all and the, the whole entire voice cast was great yeah. yeah like lovely and there were cameos like voice cameos that were unbelievable and i was laughing very hard at some really of them. yes um yeah i couldn't believe some of the cast that they got for the first movie whenever yeah. i heard their voice i was like is that who i think it is and i'd yeah. look it up and sure enough yeah yeah, but yeah. So just just quick little thoughts about Lego Movie Two. I I I think that Lego Movie Two and Cold Pursuit are my favorite movies of the year so far. So far, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, let's get to Alita because we have somewhat conflicting views on the movie. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. There there are some things we agree on, but I, I I'm gonna let you go first. We got to see this movie early. We got to see it in Dolby 3D, which I'm not a fan of 3D, but I mean you know that's how they wanted to do the screening, so whatever. Yep. Go ahead and just give me your overall thoughts on Alita Battle Angel. Obviously, spoiler-free because it doesn't come out yeah, for another, another week. week yeah. um, I It looked beautiful. It looked really good. All the characters looked really good. The world looked beautiful. The story was interesting. I... Some of the characters, it took me a little bit to get behind them to really support that character. As the movie went on, I was like, okay, I guess this is what we have now. Like, I wasn't okay with it, but I was settling with the characters and their relationship with other characters. But I I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the story was fun. I thought... You know, I just, it it was fun, I'd mm-hmm. say, uh, the best way for me to describe it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun movie. Yeah. Okay, some of that I agree with. Um, I agree that this movie looks fucking amazing. Like, it, the, the visual effects are unreal. Like, Avatar level, like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And even the world, the world in the movie is Avatar level, oh my god. And it was really colorful, too, and it looked yeah. really good. Yeah, like, like it, it was very photoreal. Like, yeah. it was incredibly photoreal. And just, like, it sucks you into the world right away, just visually. Mm-hmm. Um, the action sequences were very well conceived, very well executed, because they're kind of built through CG and motion capture, which is not easy. And I think that they came across very well. I loved every action scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the, most of the performances, especially the lead whose name is leaving me. The girl who's playing Alita. I think it's Rosa something. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz did a good job. But the I'm gonna get into a little bit of the negatives now. With a smaller one that wasn't all that important, but like the the actor playing her boyfriend. Oh my god, so bad. Like 
And the thing is, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't think he knew what movie he was in. Yeah. And it was just annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is sporadic all over the place and just has no idea what the central point should be. Like, I felt like it jumped around. It was just trying to, like, here's everything about this world. And this character just take it all. Yeah. Like spaghetti cooking, you know. And then I thought part of the story, like part of the script, you know, part of its story, part of its dialogue, I thought the dialogue was not good. I thought a lot of it was expository. And I was okay because expository dialogue is very tricky. Com- coming from someone who isn't like a, an amateur filmmaker, dialogue is very tricky, especially expository dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because it's necessary for some movies, especially high concept sci-fi movies like this one, but you have to come up with a unique way so that it's not just the characters talking about what what's going on. Yeah. And in the first act of the movie, I thought all of the expository dialogue was done beautifully. Because this character, this isn't really a spoiler. This character has amnesia, ha- doesn't know where they come from, who they are. So when you're getting the expository dialogue, you're getting it from the perspective of her. Of, hey, I don't know, what is this? Mm-hmm. Help me out. So when they give you the expository dialogue, it's you learning with the character for the first time. And I thought, okay, that was a really smart way to do that. However... I don't know how like the same screenwriter was able to go from this to this because right after that, throughout the entire rest of the film, the dialogue, the expository dialogue is just, hey, this. And just literally like will... you turn this door handle, the door opens. Yeah, like just it stops the scene and just explains in your face. And I was like, what happened? Because in the, literally in the first act, I was all on board with how they were doing it. Because like, I'm going to tangent a little bit. Okay. Because I expository dialogue, like I said, is very tricky. And there are two examples in movies that are my favorite forms of it. Who th- where every time I watch those films, I'm like, God, that was a genius way of doing expository dialogue without it bogging down the story and the pace. Yeah. One of them is in the first Terminator movie. In that film, when Kyle Reese comes back in time and he has the, his first altercation with the Terminator when they both find Sarah Connor at the same time, coink and dink. Oh, I just thought about it. It's also James Cameron. Yeah. Um, in that film, you know, you have, as an audience, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. And neither does Sarah Connor. And they're hiding from the Terminator in a car. Kyle Reese is loading a shotgun. And she thinks she's being kidnapped. And, she, and she's kind of like, look, you have to explain to me what the hell's going on. And he's whispering fear in his voice, saying, many years from now, there's a war. And he is a Terminator. And, like, explains it out of fear out of necessity of Sarah Connor trying to realize what's going on, knowing she's not being kidnapped. And you are sucked into that scene, eager as to what he's going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And it was earned. It wasn't just said for the sake of it being said. And I think that was an amazing example. And another amazing example was in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Okay. There's a scene where... I, I forget, like, the, the plot divide... Like, the part of the plot that had to be explained... But it was something important that comes back in the film's final act. I remember it was like, hey, make sure you, you know, you follow this, this, and this. But instead of just saying that, what happens is Kirk's hand, he has an allergic reaction to something and his hands get really puffed up. And he's like, oh, and he's like, I have to walk to the hospital. And as they're walking to the hospital together, him and Spock, I think it's either Spock or, um, Doc. Doc, or uh, what, what, oh my God. Carl Urban. Yeah. But what's the the famous character's name? Doc. It's, it's Doc something, isn't it? Yeah. It's Doc something. I'm sorry. I'm not a Trekkie by any sense of the imagination here you looked that up but anyway it's either spock or him and they're walking through the hospital and suddenly 
He's like, all right, look, you got to be careful when you do this shit because, and then explain something to him that in the moment felt like a joke of like, hey, idiot, stop. Bones, that's his name. Bones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jeez, I can't believe I couldn't think of that. But, um, but in the moment, it seems like this very, uh, a joke, like like a throwaway line. And then it comes back in the end and you remember and you're like, oh, wow, that was a very, very smart way of doing that. So it can be done, you know, and and even like and even it even happens lazily in movies that are good, like Doctor Strange. That it, the whole that whole movie stops to explain to you what the hell's going on when he gets to the Sanctum Sanctorum and Wong explains everything. It really bogs that movie down. I think that's a great film, but that's just a part of it that I don't like. So it was very disappointing when the first act of Alita did it very well, and then the rest of the movie kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I didn't like about the movie was. It, it okay from from the advertisements what i'll say is the movie is better than i thought it was going to be but when it presented to me what it could have been and then didn't reach that potential i was very disappointed and i feel like this could have been an all-time great movie had it been given the proper care and almost kind of like batman v superman i think somewhere in the hours of footage that were shot somewhere in there is a great film mm-hmm. it's just not the one that was edited and put in theaters and, but I got to say, overall, I was quite disappointed with the movie yes. a- and I wish it was better, but, um, I-, I will say I do want people to go out and watch it cause it's very unique. Um, it's based off of an old manga series. I think it's at least 20 years old or at yeah, least James Cameron has like had the rights yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. And I still encourage people to go see it. Um, mostly just for the vision, like visually it's stunning. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I would honestly, and I, very rarely, because like it doesn't make the movie good. Because unfortunately, I think this movie is not that great. But I would pay full ticket to just look at these visuals. Like yeah. they're that good. Like I will say that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just go alone for the visuals. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So what was the budget? The budget was two hundred million dollars. That movie is not going to make $600 million. It is projected to make 20 its opening weekend. $20 million. Good lord. It's not looking good. It's not looking looking too good. Um, At least it's probably going to make more money doing this than if it were to open up against Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because originally it was supposed to open the same weekend as Aquaman and uh, Bumblebee and Mary Poppins. And that would got buried. It would have, yeah would have made nothing so that was smarter than to move it but still i it's a shame it's a shame it, and the thing is i wish the movie was better mm-hmm. you know because like if, if this was a, a legit great movie i would be non-stop talking about this trying to like do my part and helping you get money which it would be nothing but i would yeah. be passionate like please go see it please go see it and, and I, I can't give it that enthusiastic recommendation i can't just because yeah. it's inventive it's unique and it's cool but it's, it's not great mm-hmm. and so I, I still encourage, like, if you have the time and you have the money, check it out. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful and it's fun. It's just, it pales in comparison to what it could have been. Yeah. And it just, it's very obvious when you watch it. At least that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say it's a fair assumption of it. But like you said, we kind of disagree on that. I think it's fun, entertaining mm-hmm. film. And while you think it's that, you think it has a lot more problems that I don't really see or it, it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's another reason why I encourage you to go see it is because you never know how you're gonna feel. Yeah, that's why I try to see as many movies as I can. Film is very subjective. Oh yeah. Um, 
Now there is one news story we didn't want to cover. Yes. Pretty big. A decent. The Oscars. I kind of went on this rant back when they did the... Uh, when they were going to do the popular film shtick. Well, we're at it again, folks. However, I, I, I don't disagree with what they're doing. It's, it's the specifics of it. Well, what are they doing? Good question. They're making the show shorter, thank God, because it's fucking long. It's like three or four hours long, right? Yes. And they said, hey, for some of the lesser known or like not, not really all that paid attention to categories, we're going to hand them out during the commercial breaks. And then later in the show, we're going to edit the clips and show them and show the award, the speeches, you know. So like there's, we're still going to be shown, but it's just going to be, you know, quicker. Spin it up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Whatever. You know, as long as they're still getting their due and they're still, you know. Of course. And I was like, all right, what categories you got for us? Probably, you know. Animated, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, whatever. Short films, yeah, short films. That's what you'd think. And they said makeup and hairstyling. I was like, uh, I'm a little disappointed, but whatever. Okay, what else you got? Cinematography and editing are gonna be gypped live and then quickly cut together and shown later. And it just it seems like it's it seems insulting. And, and like, and there look, there are much more important things in the world to complain about than this. But like. As a movie fan, this is pretty big. Yeah, and like it's like cinematography. That that's a major Academy Award. You can't have a movie without someone filming it or someone editing it. Yeah, and, and it's like, dude, okay, and and this might seem like, well, this is not Best Picture, but well, yeah, but in a world where they're gonna televise sound mixing, sound editing, live action short, and animated short, you'd think those would be the four categories. No. Cinematography and editing are two of them, and 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 I'm not taking anything away from people who do sound editing, sound mixing, animated live action shorts. Look, I don't know how the sound mixers and editors do it. That is the hardest part of to me of making a movie is the sound. I can never understand that art form and how good they are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I care about live action shorts because I fucking make them. Yeah. And obviously, I care about animated shorts because I'm fascinated by animation. I will never know how to direct that, so I always try to watch as many animated things as possible. Of course. I have all the respect in the world. But I think it can be agreed upon that of all the categories at the Academy Awards, those four are the least likely. Th- those are the times people go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's shocking that cinematography, especially in, in an award season where the cinematography nominations were so shocking, like Cold War got a cinematography and like, and it deserved it, but like yeah. no one, that came out of nowhere. 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 Yeah. And so like, I, I'm, I just, why are they doing this? You know? And just, I, I it might be crazy. I'm going to get your just sort of thoughts on it conceptually and the specifics. Cause they also released a statement, the Academy saying that the categories are going to change every year. Like which ones get gypped in the commercials. And it's like, why? And are, are, are you lying to cover your ass? Like what, yeah. just what's going on? Help me out here. Um, well, it, like they said, it's to make it shorter, Yeah. but which, like I said, I'm fine. With yeah. It. But I feel like that there's two different, things happening during the oscars yeah there's the show mm-hmm. and the awards mm-hmm. cut down on the show thank you that way you don't really have to cut down on the awards i think we were talking about it earlier there's like another technical like oscars yeah, there, there's a technical oscar day where a bunch of specific ass technical categories they have their own day celebrated and you do see that edited into the main show at some point so why not have like 
the technical side of the Oscars go there. Like why sound not have editing sound editing, sound mixing and stuff go over there? I agree with you. I think that that's exactly how. And it then have be. the Oscars for like the main stuff: best picture, mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. You know the the. And, and even I say, don't spend so much time on the original songs. Yeah. They devote so much time to the original music. They play each original song yeah. in its entirety. And they do like a fucking concert, and it's so unnecessary. Yeah. So I. I don't, especially since they don't have a host this yeah. year. Yeah. So you'd think that they'd be like, all right, here are the awards. We're grateful for everyone and their performances. We're grateful for everyone and their work. Let's get into the awards. Sure, you can put on a show. Yeah. I I understand the ne- the necessity for that. Yeah. Because you want to make it fun. You want to make yeah. it. You don't want entertaining. people just sitting there bored out of their minds. Right. Like hours, yeah. here's an award. Here's an award. Here's an award, and yeah. you're done in thirty minutes. Like yeah. you don't want that. Yeah. I I, I get it. But shave time off on the show aspect of it. Not the award. Aw- not the awards. I agree. And if you are going to shave time off the awards, again, do it for ones that, you know, like put a vote out. Yeah. I think that'd be the fairest way to do it. To all the Academy voters. To all the Academy voters. Yeah. What should be. Yeah. Because they're still going to be aired. Yeah. They're still going to be shown. The speeches are going to be shown. But it's not going to be live. It's yeah. not going to be that fun because then yeah. you can just go on Twitter and see who won, and you yeah, won't yeah. really get like, yeah. oh my god, like this person won. Like, put a vote out. What should be televised and what should be handed out during commercials? Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it's so hard to do that, especially since every year it's going to change out. Like, is best picture ever going to be on a commercial break is best actor best actress supporting like i mean never because you know they're not that dumb so they're really just going to be changing out the same four every year basically and and the thing is it's like i to, to someone who loves film who makes movies short albeit they're short cinematography to me is as important as like best director as best picture best actor like that is a major and to me best editing but i I understand the general public like best editing whatever but editing is still fundamental to filmmaking even like i'd be okay if they did like best original song best original score and i love score i think score is very important to movies yeah but if you had to argue what's more important the editing or the score the editing dude Mm -hmm. like you know and and and, you know they are going to air them you know just edited or editing out the walks of stage whatever which i i'm okay with but I, I still think they could have easily vetted better categories to do it with. Well, and you had an, interest, an interesting point earlier about the original songs and what to do with them. That way we oh, all yeah. hear them. Yeah, I, 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 before the show we were talking and I said, you know, instead of performing all the songs, why don't they just combine it, get creative, combine it, all four songs or five songs into one song. Like a mashup. You know, like a mashup. Do the opening number. It's a mashup of all the original songs, and then bam, they're done. They're out of the way. You hear them. Everyone's yeah, yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You still get to hear them, like the main bits. And because even then, it was like, well, you don't get the full meaning of the song. You don't get the full meaning of the song when it's out of the context of the movie anyway. Right. If you've seen the movies, you've heard the songs. And I'm yeah. sure, like, just speaking strictly on Shallow, everyone probably yeah. has that on their phone or at least heard it on their phone. Because I know before the movie, I listened to that nonstop. Yeah. And that's a great song. You know what makes it even better? When it's in the movie. Yes. And that's like every song. Like, you can take a lot of soundtracks, like original song soundtracks, mm-hmm. and outside of it, you're outside the movie, you're like, that's all right. Then you watch it in the context of the movie, you're like, wow, that song is great. 
So when it's performed out of the context of the movie, it, it's, it's not going to have the same meaning anyway, so you might as well do something cool, fun, creative, mash them together. I think yeah. that'd be a, a fun idea. But, you know, they, they don't come to us with the answers. Who are we, you know? Yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're just two people that are still sad about Ben Affleck and not being Batman. I'm still salty, man. R.I.P. Rest in spaghetti, never forgetty. Oh, man. But, yeah, but, I mean, you know, that's probably, that's probably the most complaining we're going to get out of it for now. Yeah. Well, that was quick, but I think I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Yeah, we just have one one big announcement. Oh yeah, I almost forgot, dude. Thank you. Okay, that's why you have a co-host, man. That's right. We don't know the exact date of this going to happen, but it will happen. But it will happen, and it, it will it will. I I can say it will be one of the days in March. In March, at some point. All five listeners of the Movie Nights podcast. I think it's six because I think Joanna listens to it as well. Oh, so okay. So six. Okay. It's so six listeners. That's good. Moving up. Slow, slowly increasing our numbers. Yes. Then. Our steady six listeners in March, the Movie Nights podcast will also be a video podcast. What? Yes. Get ready for those six views on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if we're going to do YouTube or just the Facebook. I don't yeah, know. whatever. Moving right. we'll, we'll figure something but out. But it, it's going to be visual. Yeah. And we're going to do video podcast. It won't be live because screw that. And we'll still have the recorded on iTunes. Yeah, yes. And we're still going to put the audio on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play. Not Spotify because fucking they're so incredibly hard to get onto. But that that's all still going to happen. But um, I'm excited to announce that in March, the Movie Nights podcast will have video attached to it. When in March? We don't know. We're buying the equipment at the end of the week, I think. Sometime this week or next week. Yeah. We're buying the equipment very soon, and then we're going to test it out. And then in March, you will get the Movie Nights podcast in video form, which I'm very excited about. And it'll be a lot of fun, because oh, we can throw so visuals for yeah. what we're talking about. It, and it'll be a jolly old time. And that also depends on how lazy I'm feeling during editing. Because I didn't even put the intro on last week, and that's nope. audio. Oh, boy. Ripperoni, yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm very excited about that. Hopefully all six of our listeners are as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't, I thought I was going somewhere with that sentence, but I just was not. No. Yeah. I, this was a fun episode. It was just quick, sweet and to the point. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do, that's going to do it for this episode of the Movie Nights Podcast. I'm Dalton Burdett. I am Ryan Warner. See you next week.